This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. In the mid-1990s, I did a teaching series that we titled Back to Basics. In fact, the teaching was the result of an entire month of me taking time in prayer and fastedness. For that month, I didn't go to the office, and for the most part, I stayed home while I was seeking the Lord. The result of this time of focus was a desire to get back to the fundamentals and the foundations and the basics of the gospel. In fact, I recently read the transcriptions from that teaching, and I was reminded of the importance of restoring our foundations and restoring the altar of repentance and the restoring the altar of authentic worship and simple obedience. And as I've shared many times before, I believe that simple obedience or willful simple obedience is the highest form of worship. What will it take for the people of God to have an authentic personal and corporate revival? The book of Malachi carries the theme of revival basics, I believe. And at the end of Malachi in chapter 4, we're given a preview of what God will do before the great and terrible day of the Lord. Behold, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. We are told also that for the righteous, the day that brings down the arrogant and the wicked will be a day in which the Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. In a previous podcast, I shared with you that I long to see the day when revival fire restores the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, and when the sons and daughters of God are released from their restraints with the healing power of God. What a great and glorious day that will be, I said. But I also believe that before we can get into the revival of Malachi 4, we have to be honest and take a look at the foundational basics addressed in Malachi chapter 1 through chapter 3. Do you remember watching the television show or the game show called Jeopardy? Contestants were required to give their trivia answers in the form of a question, such as, what is Waterloo? or who is Napoleon? Well, in the book of Malachi, God does something similar, giving Malachi answers within the questions he poses to us. Chapters 1 and 2 of Malachi are full of questions that provide a revealing dialogue between God and his people. The very first question and answered dialogue we see in Malachi chapter 1 verse 2 is this, I have loved you, says the Lord, but you say, how have you loved us? The first of the basics we must understand and return to is our love relationship with God. In Revelation chapter 2 verse 4 it says, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. The dialogue in Malachi chapter 1 verse 2 reveals that God's people were not settled in their love relationship with the Father, and they did not understand the fullness of His love for them, and were incapable of remaining faithful in their love to Him. The second question we see in Malachi chapter 1 is in verse 6. If then I am the Father, where is my honor, God says? You see, to get back to basics and revival, we must get back to honoring our Heavenly Father. We can do this by honoring His Word and also by honoring others and appreciating others in our lives. Our parents, our elders, our spiritual authorities, authority figures in our lives. Even if we don't agree with them as leaders, we still can show them respect and appreciation and honor, again, even in our disagreements. Some of you who know a little bit about my story or maybe read my books like uh, who's Your Daddy Now or In Search of a Father's Blessing, 
uh, have read some about my challenges, even with my relationship with my dad and my stepdad, who were military veterans. And as a young man, I was very angry and frustrated. It wasn't until later in life when I began to appreciate the value of their position as, a, as authority figures in my life, even when I disagreed with them, I didn't have to agree with every decision. I didn't have to agree with some of their attitudes. I didn't have to agree with a lot of things that they did. But I began to appreciate and even understand in a small way why they had become the way they were and why they were responding and acting the way they were, especially those who had served as combat veterans. As the Lord began to work in my heart, though, I began appreciating them as my father and stepfather. And as a result, something began to change in them. As they saw me appreciate them, it released something in them to return that honor and respect in a place of blessing me. You see, the more we speak life over others, if it's our spouse, if it's those in our lives that we disagree with, our parents or spiritual elders, the more we speak and appreciate them, the more life is released through them and blessing us back. Honor and blessing releases blessing back to us. There's something about the law of reciprocity that what we sow is what we receive. You want friends? Be friendly. You want love? Show love. You want, you want blessing? Then give blessing. If you want honor, be honorable. These are all principles in the kingdom, even if we disagree with others in our lives. But the more we depreciate people, the less life is returned from them to us. In fact, the more you depreciate people, they will not come to the level of appreciation, but they'll come to the place of depreciation as you dishonor them. So we need to speak life, not death, speak words of wisdom, speak words of life into people's lives, even in private, because what we even say and act like in private towards others have some public consequence or even effect. The more I honor people, the more God will honor me and take care of me. Later, we see in verse 6 that God asks the people, If I am a master, where is my reverence? Like many of us today, Israel in Malachi's day proclaimed God as Lord and Master with their lips, but showed Him no respect with their actions. Malachi chapter 1 goes on to describe how the people gave God the worst of their sacrifices and the least of their time. I think about that in my own life, that I don't want to give God the last of my day, the worst of my day, the last of my energy. I want to give my God my best. The first thing in the morning I do, as you know, who follow my podcast or read anything from me, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I just want to thank the Lord. I don't ask Him for anything, no supplications. The first thing I do is what I call my horizontal prayer time. I just begin to say, thank you, Lord. I begin to appreciate the Lord. Thank Him for a roof over my head. Thank you for food on the table. Thank you for my family, my, my loved ones. Thank you for my friends, my co-laborers, intercessors, people who stand with me and partner in ministry. I begin to just thank the Lord and thank the Lord and thank Thank the Lord about him and all who he is and what he's already done and all the people he's brought in my life. That way, I'm not asking. I don't come with an agenda. I just come with appreciation. And in that place of appreciation, I believe it attracts the presence of God. But how many of us do the same thing? We give God the least of our time and and the worst of our time, and, and yet we expect the best or even demand the best from God. We give Him the leftovers in our schedule and yet want Him to be there to answer our prayers immediately when we call upon Him. We give Him scraps in terms of the giving of our time, talents, and treasuries, and yet we expect His blessings to pour freely to us and through us. How can this be? If we call Him Master, where is His honor, reverence, and respect? Finally, God through Malachi also addresses treachery against one's brothers and sins against spouses. 
In like manner, in Malachi chapter 2, the rhetorical questions are posed. Do we not all have one Father? And for what reason does God disregard our offerings? Now, this is the people murmuring, complaining, and they're posing a question. Do we not all have one Father? And for what reason does God disregard our offerings? And why, why isn't God receiving you know, what we bring to Him? It's because we're giving Him not the best. We're giving Him the leftovers, the crumbs from our tables, from our time, talent, and resources. Until we personally are willing to restore our relationships with God, both spiritually and in the natural, and with others, we will not be fully ready or prepared for lasting and sustainable revival, personally or corporately. See, getting back to the basics, by returning to a love of relationship with the Lord and with others, by showing honor to our Heavenly Father, by giving God His due respect at the best of our time, efforts, and belongings, and by dealing rightly with those in both our spiritual and natural family, prepares us for the outpouring that lies ahead. By removing the impurities that have crept in over time in our life's journey, we can be ready for His outpouring and ultimately for the coming of the Lord. I love this. Malachi 3 Verse 2 through 4 says, But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi, and purge them like gold and silver, that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah... And Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord as in the days of old, as in the former. There is a purging fire and a cleansing that each of us has to go through in order to become again what God wants us to be and to be pleasing and living sacrifices offered to the Lord. So we must resolve in our own hearts, God, I want to give you my best. I offer myself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you. God, I want to bring glory that is due your name. I want to honor you in my time, talent, resources. God, I want to give you the best of my day. I want to give you not the crumbs of my life, but I want to give you the best of my life. And when we give God first, just like Scripture says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things shall be added unto you. As we enter this new season of our lives, Let's make this resolve. Let's show the Lord the honor and reverence due His name. My prayer and my prayer for you is this, that this next coming season, that we restore our covenant with God and restoring covenant relationship with other people. Let us restore the altar of authentic worship and as living worshipers that attract the presence of God so that God's sustainable move of His Spirit and revival will be a work in us and work through us. May this be our resolve. It says in Malachi 3, 16 through 17, Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and meditate on his name. They will be mine, says the Lord of hosts, and on the day that I make them my jewels, I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. The literal translation of verse 17 of Malachi chapter 3 is this, special treasure. Wow, God is making this incredible, magnificent, great statement that the Lord is saying about us, that He's calling us and giving us a promise and calling us a special treasure. It's a promise to us as we return to our first love relationship to Him. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.